Hello, and welcome to another episode of Wisdom of Pope Francis, a podcast where we take a deeper look at what the Pope has to say about what's going on in the world today, and also how we ourselves as individuals can live better lives. Currently, I'm going through the encyclical Fratelli Tutti, which is the Pope's latest letter to the Church. It's mostly a warning call to all of us that we need to develop a deeper sense of fraternity and friendship. It is written to the Church primarily, but as was the case with his previous encyclical, along with this one, he invites the rest of the world to join in the conversation. Now, what he talked about in his previous encyclical, Laudato Si, were issues as far-ranging as the environment and how to treat the world's poor. This one, Fratelli Tutti, is really geared towards everyone on planet Earth as well. It has a lot that you don't have to be Catholic to agree with, so even if you aren't Catholic, I highly encourage you to read it yourself. There's a lot there for everyone. Now, a couple episodes ago, I got into the first chapter of, or the first part of the first chapter of Fratelli Tutti. In the next part of the chapter, Pope Francis addresses this tendency we humans have to treat the earth and each other as things that can be thrown away when they're not useful to us. He puts the problem this way, quote, Some parts of our human family, it appears, can be readily sacrificed for the sake of others considered worthy of a carefree existence. Ultimately, persons are no longer seen as a paramount value to be cared for and respected, unquote. So who are these people in our human family that are, quote, readily sacrificed for the sake of others and their carefree existence? Well, he mentions the poor, for one, also the disabled, the unborn, and the elderly. Many either kill or marginalize or put away these groups of people so that the rest of us can live more carefree lives. He also talks about how companies become obsessed with reducing labor costs with no thought to unemployment and how, in the name of profit, human rights can be trampled on. He also highlights the persistence of slavery in different forms, as he says, quote, Trafficking in persons and other contemporary forms of enslavement are a worldwide problem that needs to be taken seriously by humanity as a whole. So all of these issues are important, but the part that struck me personally was when he mentioned the disabled, the old, and the unborn. I have a brother-in-law who is mentally handicapped. Uh, When the time comes and his parents can't take care of him anymore, that responsibility will most likely fall to me and my wife. I have a mother who we live with partly because she doesn't want to live alone, as is the reasonable desire of so many older people. None of us want to be isolated. And when it comes to the unborn, I think abortion is a temptation that sits in front of not just single women or young women who are pregnant, but also married couples. So often the old get shoved into nursing homes, and the disabled get shipped off somewhere else to be taken care of, and the unborn don't get to even see the light of day. Something Pope Francis does masterfully in this encyclical, as well as in his previous one, is to tie this together with the larger spirit of the age. This idea that we can just toss to the trash whatever it is that we find inconvenient because, hey, you only live once, and if someone else has to sacrifice something for me to get what I want, so be it. Doggy dog, right? So there's a clear line of logic that connects the disregard for the unborn, the disabled, and the elderly with the disregard of the environment and the poor and those essentially in slavery in our world today. 
Even if we don't say it out loud, it's easy to think, well, as long as I get my new pair of jeans, it doesn't matter what happened in the distant slave camp or sweatshop in another country where it was made. We don't want to think too hard about the connections. And I include myself in that. He then goes into describing how humanity has no common roadmap anymore for the future. Even though we are all connected through the internet and international commerce, so many of us still maintain our tribal attitudes towards each other. It's always us versus them. And he mentions the, quote, uh, unacceptable silence on the international level, unquote, when it comes to the deaths of millions of children because of poverty and hunger. Along these same lines, he considers the rampant wastefulness of throwing away food as being, quote, deplorable in the extreme. Okay, so let's push the pause button on this for a moment. All of this is a little overwhelming, right? I mean, that's that's how I felt reading it, at least. Maybe you're fine, but I was overwhelmed. Uh, this is kind of like one sucker punch after another. And there's part of me that reads this and thinks, but we've also done a lot of good, you know? Poverty has gone down tremendously over the last few decades. You know, things aren't perfect, but still, you know, we have a lot to pat ourselves in the back for, right? Yet, in response to that, you know, I find this quote from this chapter really insightful. Pope Francis says, quote, The claim that the modern world has reduced poverty is made by measuring poverty with criteria from the past that do not correspond to present-day realities. In other times, for example, lack of access to electric energy was not considered a sign of poverty, nor was it a source of hardship. Poverty must always be understood and gauged in the context of the actual opportunities available in each concrete historical period." Unquote. So what is he saying? He's saying that making the assumption that we're doing fine when it comes to the world's problems because the world looks better now than it did a hundred years ago is not really the right way to, to think about things. You know, at first that statement might seem a bit unfair. You know, we're doing so much better now. There's so much more opportunity for women to be educated, for example, and for those who need food to get it. And, you know, famines of the past that used to devastate nations and economies are not really so much of a thing now. You know, but think about it this way. Imagine where we would be today if people 200 years ago said, well, we're living better than people in ancient Rome. <laughs> no need for us to make the world a better place. Um, slavery would still be accepted and legal, right? Masses of children would still be working dangerous jobs. Women wouldn't have the right to vote. Medicines that have saved millions of people would not have been invented. You know, I don't think anyone in the world today would rather be living in the world 200 years ago. People back then were faithful in fighting the fights of their time to benefit humanity. They worked hard. Pope Francis is saying that we have to continue in that tradition. And that point brought this thought to mind for me. You know, we boast so much today in our modern world about how technologically advanced we are, right? Especially in California here. The world is interconnected. You know, we're going to send people to Mars. Companies are developing amazing technologies. All of that is great. But if we're able to accomplish all those fantastic things, if we're that smart and capable today, doesn't that lay a heavy responsibility on us as well? Right? I mean, to whom much is given, much is expected. With privilege comes responsibility. It's one thing if I see a drowning man and I do nothing about it because I can't swim. Okay, that's one thing. It's another thing entirely to see a drowning man and do nothing while being an Olympic swimmer, right? 
But still, the whole thrust of this encyclical is that we can't continue in that tradition of, of making the world a better place if we don't work together on a global scale. And maybe that's the real problem. We have the capabilities, but we aren't working together. He mentions trafficking as one example of this. Quote, Trafficking in persons and other contemporary forms of enslavement are a worldwide problem that needs to be taken seriously by humanity as a whole. Since criminal organizations employ global networks to achieve their goals, efforts to eliminate this phenomenon also demand a common and indeed a global effort on the part of various sectors of society, unquote. Hence the need for this encyclical. In the mind of the Pope, there needs to be renewed effort to work together in a spirit of friendship and brotherhood on an individual level, yes, but also on a global level. So those are my thoughts for today regarding Fratelli Tutti. I hope you found them interesting and helpful. And if you agree or disagree or have something to add, you know, please go to catholicanonymous.blog and comment on this podcast in the comment section. I'll put the link in the description. Um, catholicanonymous.blog has a lot of commentary on Catholic faith and life. And next week, I'll be putting up a post there talking about the latest report out of the Vatican that has been long awaited about the defraught Cardinal McCarrick. Subscribe over there and you won't miss it. As always, thank you for listening. Until next week, God bless.